in America that could not be put right quickly, dramatically, if across America, in the pulpits of America, from sea to shining sea, this Sunday and every Sunday, a generation of preachers would open the book of truth and preach, thus saith the Lord God Almighty, without God, fear. That, I'll tell you, it has such energy, has such e expression as it does, that it's so explicit for our lives because God's wanting to help us with His Word that traces us and faces us and places us. Together, they opnustos, and it means God breathes. All Scripture is God breathed. Hebrews 4, 12 says, The Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the mind and asunder of the soul and spirit, and the joint of the mouth, and is an discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. If I'm going to preach in context, if I'm going to study the Bible in context, if I'm going to teach the Bible in context, um, there, there's six ways that we should always study the Bible in context. Now, if you're a Bible student, you should already know this, but we want to review this. And uh, Kogan, I want you to help me to deal with this because I think so many times, how many times have I read my Bible? Have you read your Bible? We just read it. We studied it quickly because we just were supposed to, but we didn't deal with these six ways. If I'm going to study my Bible, I've got to ask questions. I've got to, when, when I preach, I, I ask questions. I, I ask, what is this? Why is this? Who is this? Well, that's the way we should study the Bible. So um, I, I want to go through these six ways, and Kogan, you can help me with this also. But let's, I think the first question, when you're studying the Bible in context, so if I'm going to preach or teach in context, I've got to study in context. So if I'm going to, study in context. The very first thing I've got to ask is who? Find out who the passage was originally written to, who the passage originally was written to, and who is who are we reading the passage about? So everything that we're re reading and, and Paul's epistles in the Old Testament, if David's writing, if Moses is writing, whatever it may be, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, who are they writing to? Who was it originally written to? And that has to do with dispensations a whole lot. Is it written to the church? Is it written to the Jew? Is this promised for the Christian? Was it promised to the Israel? Um, you have to ask who. How many times, Kogan, have we studied our Bible and we say, oh, this is my promise? Well, it's promised to Israel. We're not Israel. It's promised to Israel. Now, it can, there again, it can be applied to us. Right. But that's not our problem. That's context. That's dispensation. So we have to ask who. Say something about that, Kogan, because that, that's vitally important in studying the Bible correctly. Right. I think you covered it good, but I mean, we've got to look at who wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Written to, and who's it written about? You've got to look at all exactly. those aspects. There's really three different thing, categories that falls under who. Who's it written yeah. to? Who's it written by? And who's it written about? So yeah, exactly. Exactly. You do. And, uh, you know, Kogan, and uh, we're going to deal with a few other things with this, but if you miss that, um, you, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss the passage. You're going to miss what God really was intending for the passage to be interpreted by. Yeah. So if you can't get past that step, you're going to miss it. So here's the thing you must understand when you preach a passage that is written directly to Israel, directly to the Jews, 
um, you, you really need to understand that he's not talking to America. <laughs> he's not even talking to the church. He's talking to Israel. Now, you can go to the church epistles, and he's speaking directly to the church. So if you do that, you can't say, well, this is to the Jew. No, it's not. It's to the church. Now, it all applies. All scriptures give them inspiration. That doesn't mean we don't go to the gospels and preach to the church. That doesn't mean we can't go to the Old Testament. You know, the hyper dispensationalists will say, well, you know, we don't need that. That's not for us. Wait a minute now. If all scriptures give them inspiration, it, it is for us, but it, right. but it is not interpreted to us, but it can apply to us. Yes. But to interpret it correctly, you must ask who, and that's where we miss it. You, you get on both sides of the fence and say, well, we don't need that. And then they say, well, this was a promise to us to, well, no, it's not. So that's why you always ask who. What's the second question, Kogan, you believe we should ask when we're studying well, the Bible in context? Yes, sir. We not only need to ask who, but then we've got to ask what. Yeah. We've got to, yeah. at, we've got to determine what the author is talking about. And what exactly. is the main point of the passage? What is the idea right. behind it? What is the reason right. he is writing these things? Yeah. And, uh, so you tell us a little bit about that, Dale. Well, when you ask what, um, you know, every every time you study your Bible, every time you read your Bible, you should be asking all of these questions. So what is the author talking about? What What is the original purpose? What is the original meaning? What is in, in here? We've dealt with this a lot um, because this is what expository preaching and teaching does. What is the main point of the passage? If I miss that main point, I'm going to interpret it wrong every time. Um, there, everything in the Bible is good. Everything in the Bible is right. wonderful. But there's always a main point, you know. So if I let, let me go back, let me go back to Second Corinthians chapter number five. We we can we can go in verse seventeen again. We've been dealing with this verse. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, well, that's a wonderful thing. If I'm in Christ, I'm saved. If any man be in Christ, that's a good thing. We can talk about that. But that's not the main point of the passage. The main point: if any man be in Christ, Paul. This is this is an important thing. He's asking a question: if if I'm in Christ, if any man who if I am in Christ, well, you got to get to the last point. All things have become new. So if I'm dealing with the question of what, what is he talking about? What is the main point? The main point is, if I am in Christ, all things have become, if I don't get to that main point, I miss the correct interpretation. I miss what the apostle Paul was writing to the believer and to the child of God. So there's six, in these six ways, we got to ask who, we got to ask what. And then number three, I, we always have to ask when. And we've dealt with this a little bit yes. with the interpretation already, yes. but, but it simply means when was the passage written, when the event that is talked about did or will happen, there's prophecy, when the people were written about in the passage did something, what were happening, yes. you know, talking about um, crossing the Red Sea or, or, right. or Noah and the flood. We got to go back to those days. So as much as possible, we ask when. Um, think about it this way, Coben. There's things that are happening right now. This was prophecy, because when we talk about when, not, not only when did it happen or when will it happen, there's things that are happening right now that um, specifically the Bible talked about. Think about it this way, Kobe. Um, Paul said, um, perilous times, scary times, scary days. Um, talk about it this way. Revelation chapter number three, Revelation chapter number four, the church age is ending. Um, the trumpet is about to sound. Now, that hasn't happened yet. So if I am to interpret that correctly, I must say this 
will ha it hasn't happened yet yes. but this will happen so when you're dealing with when um kogan when you deal with prophetic things certainly i know this as a pastor you're dealing with things that will happen how do you deal with that as a pastor well, like you've got to ask, is this past, is this present, or is this future? Sure, sure, you know, sure. With prophecy, you've got to look, is this the first coming? Is this when Jesus came as a baby? Or right, is this right. the second coming? Is this, uh, the, or the rapture? What, what part of prophecy is this? And you've got to categorize it and find exactly where that falls in the grand scheme of things. Exactly, uh, So is this exactly. the future? Uh, is this happening now? What's going on? And you've got to... Uh, relate scripture with scripture and say, oh, and find this is what is going on here. This is when this is happening. Yeah. And I, I while we're talking about prophecy, there's, <laughs> there has been um, so much taken out of context in prophecy. One of the major things in prophecy that has been taken out of context, there, there's when Christ, as you said, Christ came in as a baby out of a virgin womb, um, lived on this earth. He returned into his father after Calvary, after the resurrection. Right. All right, now the next the next major event in history of Christianity is the rapture of the church. The church will be taken away. But then he's coming back again right. with his children. Yeah. Then there'll be a thousand-year reign. Well, many times they get those two returns, the day of the Lord, yes, the return, the rapture. They right. I, And I've heard it personally in meetings that maybe me and you have been in together. I have heard this, and I don't know if it's on purpose. Maybe it's just a misunderstanding. But they misinterpret the returns of the Lord. And if you do that, and the reason they've done that, they don't understand when. They they've messed up the question, messed up the question of when. So that's why you got to ask these questions when you study the Bible. And then number four, um, if I if I'm going to study the Bible in context, you got to ask where. Um, where did the story take place? Um, where was the author writing from? There's a lot of questions. Where is this passage placed in the book you're reading of the Bible, as well as the overall story of the script? So say something about where, Kogan, about why that's so important. Well, you've got to find where were the people going? Yeah. Um, where were they living at? What were the circumstances? What is the exactly. situation? Exactly, uh, exactly, exactly. Where is the placement of what is going on right? Sure, And you've sure. got to get those details. It's all about those details. Exactly, uh, exactly. that passage. And, and I think you got to be a little bit careful with this because everything we've talked about, normally you can find out the who. Um, you can find a lot about the what. Uh, most of the time the when. The where, um, sometimes it's vague. Sometimes you can't. But as much as possible in your Bible, it's not a matter of just picking up the Bible, reading it, and shutting your Bible, saying, praise the Lord. Um, you got to study, um, study to show the self proof. That word study means diligent. It's not the same word study that we use today. It means diligent. We got to be diligent in what we're doing with the Bible. So where, um, we, we may not be able to answer all of those questions every time, but as much as possible, we need to study the where. And, um, so, so when you study, you know, use resources, um, use good resources, um, find out what you can about that particular passage. We, I hope we understand this. There's a lot of people that call themselves Bible scholars in this day and hour. Right. And the Kogan, I'm going to be as honest as I know how to be right now. I don't know if there's any Bible scholar living today. <laughs> and I know there's some men far more intelligent about the word of God than I'll ever be. But I don't know if there's really any true scholars. Um, but I think in the days gone by, God has allowed some Bible scholars 
and, and thankfully they've written some wonderful things, some wonderful resources about the word of God. So we need to use those resources and they're very easy to get to. You, you mentioned this, you can get them, you know, on, on, on iPads, you can get it through electronics. You can go to library, you know, there's a lot of ways to get it. So we can't always find everything that we're asking, but we need to find as much as possible. To get the interpretation. Um, Kogan, what's another question we need to ask when we're trying to study the Bible in context? Yes, sir. We not only have to ask who and uh, what, what and when and where, but we've got to ask why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Figure out why the author said something, why the characters did a certain thing, why the passage is there. Yeah. What is what is the cause? Why is this taking place? Why is this happening? Uh, yeah. What is the source? Why is that where it's at? And uh, how do you when you're studying the why, Dale, what's some things that go along with that? Well, when I, I believe personally. Um, at least for me, when, when I'm trying to study the Bible in context, I believe this is the most important question because some of those things we've dealt with, you can't always find out, but, but you can always find out the why and you do that through the scripture. So the first question, why is the off? Why has he said this? Um, there's a reason he said it. Now, if you, if you want to understand the reason why whoever it is in the Bible that said this, you may not um, you know, there's there's a somewhat of a debate over the Hebrew writer. Um, many believe it's Apostle Paul. Some believe it's uh, um, maybe a spiritual son of the Apostle Paul. Some believe other things. Okay, maybe we'll never know exactly who wrote right. um, the book of Hebrews, yes, but we know somebody wrote it. You know, it has an author. So we can find out the reason why that author said something. So I think this is the most important question, really, in my mind. Um, if you're going to study it. So why did he say it? Um, the characters, why did the characters, why did they do that particular thing? Why in that particular story or, or even a parable that you find in the gospels, the Lord Jesus Christ speaking in parables. Um, why did he use that particular character? Why did he say that about that particular subject? And if you begin to ask, here, here's an amazing thing about the Bible, because it's a living book. If you begin to ask these questions, it's, and I love this, the Bible will answer that question. And it doesn't always happen in that phrase or in that chapter. That's why you got to keep studying. You got to keep reading. You get maybe, maybe you got a link. And you mentioned this earlier. You've got to link this passage with another passage, or sometimes yeah. um, you got to go to the Old Testament to do this. Now, when I'm expounding the scriptures, I'm staying in one text, most of the time, I'm staying in one chapter, one paragraph, most of the time, but while I'm studying to get the proper interpretation, I'm going to the old Testament. I, I'm going to the other gospel. I'm going to a parallel passage of scripture. And the reason we do that is because that will answer the why of that particular, and, and it's a wonderful way to study the Bible. And it, he, here's, here's a main, one of the main concerns about not studying the Bible in context. You miss so much. You miss so much of what the Bible is trying to say, what the Bible is trying to do. And uh, so when we're studying, that, yeah, go ahead. With that why, um, a lot that goes along. I mean, like you said, it's one of the it's one of the most important because it really ties in all the ones we've talked about. Uh, exactly. When you begin to, exactly. Because it goes along. Basically, if you're going to sum up asking why with a passage, it's this. Yeah. Everything God said, if God breathed it, like you said, all, get, all scriptures given by inspiration. Everything God does is for a reason. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't work in vanity. He doesn't work without gain. He, he doesn't work for no 
reason. Everything he does has a purpose behind it. And so if he said it, if he allowed a writer to write it down, it is because he's trying to get to a point that he has. For instance, if, if, if a writer's talking about repentance, it's because, why is he writing that? Because there's sin uh, among the people. And that's just an example. But whatever it is, there's always a purpose that God has in it. So that's oh, exactly. why you got to ask why. Yeah, and, that, and there again, you, you just miss so much um, the purpose God had, what the intended exactly. meaning. And uh, so let, let's end it with this, Kogan, because there's so much we could deal with in staying in context of the scripture, but, but, but we want to, I want every preacher that's listening young, or maybe you've been preaching for many years and know much more than me and Kogan ever know. We understand that. Um, Sunday school teachers, Bible students, there's a lot of churches now basically bringing their Sunday school to Wednesday night service. And I think that's a great thing. So they have their Bible study on Wednesday night or just your personal study. It is vital to study in context, to preach in context, to stay in context, I think the last, and there's many others you could ask, but the last question we want to deal with today, um, there's the how, ask how, um, how something was accomplished. You know, the verse that you use, I can do all things through Christ, you know, all that. Well, you got to ask the how in that, and then you'll keep it in context, how something's accomplished, how something can be done. Um, how did the people in this passage respond and how, how should I respond, you know? Um, I dealt with Corinthians, many of the problems in their church, they were, we dealt with Israel, um, the Jews, many things, they, they responded wrong. So yes. here it is. If the promises to Israel or if a text is directly written to the Jews, should I study that? Well, sure. Should I preach that if it's written to the Jews? Sure. Um, should I use that as a pastor or a Bible teacher? Sure. Why? Because ask how. Ask how Israel, ask how the Jews responded to that. Many times in the Bible, they responded wrong. Okay, so that becomes an example to me. So how should I, if I'm going to keep it in context, it's for the Jews, understand that. So how should I respond to that? That's why we ask the how in Bible study, Bible preaching, Bible teaching, and everything that's done. And, so, and with the so, how, usually when, if I'm, when I'm dealing with a passage, I'll give the interpretation with the how. And then I'll yeah. go and oh, yeah. deal with yeah. the how yeah. in the application. And the application, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and that, that's where, and, and once we'd already mentioned, that's where, okay, there's interpretation. Only one interpretation. If it's written to a Jew, it's written to a Jew. You can't say that God wrote that to America. No, he didn't. America didn't exist. As a matter of fact, and this is another podcast, America's not even in the Bible. Um, so it's not to America. It's to the Jew. It's to the church. It's to, but the application and the God help America, especially in these days, to see we need to find out what happens to a nation that turns their back on God. We need to ask how this is going to apply to us. And uh, so that's when you correctly study the Bible in context. And um, Kogan, I'm, there, there's so much we can talk with this, but I, I just wanted to give a survey. I believe this is a probably far as importance. I believe this is one of the most important podcasts we've done. Because we've all said in meetings, people that are listening to this, we've all done it. We've preached out of context. We've, we've studied out of context. We've spoke out of context. And when we do that, we're making the Bible of none effect. We've, we've, we're stripping the Bible of its power. And, um, Kogan, I want you to give a word. And then, then I, I want to, I, I think we ought to pray to dismiss this part of the podcast. 
because the reason we are so um, adamant, the reason we're, we're trying so hard to teach another generation, maybe to help preachers that's been preaching. I had a phone call this week um, from a pastor that's been listening to the podcast, and and, and I love this. He told me um, he, he's changed his way of preaching. He's tr- now trying to preach verse by verse, and he, and, uh, he, and I love that. that. That's why we're here. That's what we're doing, what we're doing. And uh, Kogan, just say a word to us about why you think, how, why it is so important that we preach in context, we, we study in context, we teach in context, and uh, we, we emphasize the context of the scripture. Yes. Well, I mean, our whole podcast is the exposition expedition yeah. and getting back to expository preaching. And we've always said, say what God said. And exactly. that's exactly what we want to do when we're preaching his word. We want to preach his word, not our word, yeah, in his word. Exactly. We preach his word. Yeah. Yeah. And so if we are ever going to expound scripture, then yes, if we're going to start anywhere. We must always start with context. That is the focal point. That is the ground. That is the very foundation of an expository message yeah. is context. What is it? What is this all about? What is the background? And understand all these things we've already talked about. I'm not going to reiterate it all, but looking at all the things we've said, you've got to study that context so that exactly. you get to the point where you can say what God said. Exactly. You're not think because this is this is the whole point. If you're going to say what God said, you've got to think what God thinks. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Is thinking what God thinks, and then you I love that. Said. So, Kogan, say that again, man. That that that. You just blew my mind, actually. But say that again. <laughs> if, if, if you're studying context, that helps you to think what God thinks. So yeah. So you can say yeah. what God said. Man, man, that, that's it. That, that is it. We, we couldn't close on a better note. That is it. And I want to pray. Kogan, I, I, I don't say this enough to you, but I'm so proud of you. And I'm so thankful for you. Um, you're a young pastor still. Now, you're getting older. You have a baby now. You're a dad now. You've been passing. You know, you're, you're you're still a young pastor, but you're you're getting there. And uh, but man, we need we have to have your generation, yes, sir, to expound the scripture. We have to do it, or we're gonna we're gonna lose the little bit we have left. We have to have that. And um, so, thank you for what you do. Thank you for your friends, a generation that that wants to study the Bible in context, that wants to preach the scriptures in context. And uh, so, Kogan, I want to end it this way. I want to pray. And uh, I, I want those that may be listening to this podcast, that I, if they need to change their way of preaching, I want them to do it. If they need to change the way they study the Bible, I want them to do it. It's not a matter of getting at some kind of cute title and phrase and finding a bunch of um, emotional illustration. That That's not Bible preaching. We want Bible preaching. Right. So Kogan, let's pray. And then we'll be done for this part of the podcast. And thank you for what you do. Thank you for being interested in this and loving the word of God. I want to thank every preacher, Bible student, um, Bible teacher, every Christian that listens to this podcast that loves the Bible. I want to thank you for that yeah. because that's what we need. That's what's going to help us more than anything else. Well, and uh, let's for doing it. Well, Man, I, I, it excites me. It ex- the Bible. It, if the Bible doesn't excite us, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. So let's pray. And um, normally don't do this, but I, I think God is leading this way for this podcast. Yeah. Let's pray. And if you need to pray with me, um, somewhat of an invitation. <laughs> yeah. If you need to pray where you're at, say, God, help me 
to study the Bible correctly. We all need this, don't we? Um, let's not be so judgmental to say we haven't we haven't done this. We all need this. And that, let's pray, close it out this way. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the Bible. God, thank you that, that we can enjoy the Word of God. God, I pray for every preacher, every Bible student, um, every lady that teaches a class that just loves the Bible, every missionary that's listening to this, every pastor, God, every evangelist, God, help evangelists to stop just preaching topics. God, help evangelists to come to a revival meeting to expound the scriptures. God, help every Bible student, every Sunday school teacher, whatever it may be in their situation. Lord, help us to study the Bible correctly, to understand how important context, context is not important. Context is everything. Yeah. So Lord, help us to realize that. Thank you for this podcast. God, thank you for the opportunity that we can do this. Thank you for Pastor Kogan, God, his desire. Thank you for his friends that we know that have a desire to expound the scriptures. Lord, I understand we're living in the last days. Help us to fall in love with the Bible and what the Bible says. Thank you for what you've done and what you will do through this podcast today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in with us and join us next time for the exposition expedition. Until then, let's preach the word and not get straight out of context.